from the team that brought you nothing. Anyway, tell me about last night. Finally get laid or what? The year is 1999. I wonder when she comes online. Why to Cameron, a new indie comedy. You just gotta take a risk. One show only, Saturday, April 1st, 9.15pm, Broadway Cinemas in Tilsonburg, Ontario. Tickets are $15 and are on sale now. I will not die a loser! Hey, Sean. Hey, David. You remember a few months ago, I was distraught and upset because the a and w coupons on their website just became trash oh my god the the coupon stuff is at it again eh it's not even that we finally got a paper flyer and it had a coupon book for a and w onion rings are back on the menu baby (laughs) So the if you use Fupon, I don't know if but uh, Bora Kanora has the access to Fupon, but like essentially it just logs you into the NW website, and there's yeah, always but, free onion rings. Well, no, see the problem is the coupons on the ANW website, like awcoupons.com or .ca, whatever it is, always just have like free upgrade to to sweet potato fries. We'll donate two dollars in your name or something like that, and you know, like just crap. But this is actually like the two for one combos and all of that stuff. The family meal deal, like four burgers, five things of fries, eight drinks for like 20 bucks. I mean, that that was our pre-show workout. But what about the two two apple pies for a dollar? Do you get that one? Does that... Do they have apple pies at AW? Yeah, they're like apple turnovers or they're empanadas, maybe. They're just awful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, I've never had those before, so I haven't really looked. But do you know what is just as good as onion rings? Oh, what's that? This episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast with your host. What the hell? That's all right. We'll roll with it. Oh, <laughs> David, how are you? Great. I'm oh, a little that, scared now. That was so that's funny. funny. That's so good. Okay. So uh, for listeners who are uh, newer to us, that is like our Halloween intro, and I definitely pulled over the wrong soundboard. So this <laughs> is going to be a fun episode. It's already spooky. It's spooktacular. Yeah. Oh, so how are you? How are things? What have you been up to? You know what? The weather is... We actually just got a big dumping of snow the other day. It was so nice here. It was so nice here. Everything was starting to melt, and then we got, like, I don't know, like two feet of snow. But it only lasted half a day, and then the sun's being out. So we are are officially being being above zero degrees for uh, the last few days, and the forecast is calling for clear skies and and sun and you know what that means that i can finally use my griddle one that i bought so long ago just you have to shovel out to your to your porch to get out there and deal with it yeah i just like it's warm enough that i can clear off my deck like clear off a little bit more space 
Did you buy like the water bottles and the smusher and all that stuff? I can't oh, remember yeah. if I asked. Oh you. yeah, I got I I bought a pack of like a, a seventeen accessory pack. <laughs> was it like one of those Amazon Air like packed ones where it's just like all the parts were in like weird plastic bags and you're like, okay, oh, yeah. cool, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But oh. I figured like whatever, it's it it was cheap. It'll work for a, a little bit until I get more proficient in the griddle life. Yeah, apparently griddles are pretty much eliminating the need for a barbecue. It's like, uh, it's different. I don't know if you want like that, like smoky barbecue, like flame cooked style of meat and stuff like that. You can't get that on a griddle, right? But griddles each, are also cheaper to run. I mean, I, yes I and guess. no. I don't it depends. Know. Is your Blackstone propane or is it? Um, oh yeah, it's it's propane. Yeah, so it'd be cheaper to run because you evenly heat an entire surface. I guess, yeah. Uh, welcome to the scene on barbecue <laughs> podcast with yeah, your right? Sean and David. We uh, we specialize in smoking meat. You, well, have you bought a smoker yet? No, the smoker is uh, the smoker's on hold for this year. I think you got you want to do the green egg or do you want to do the TP one? Uh, I'm actually going to do a vertical smoker. That's like the the one that hangs in the the TP thing, right? No, no, it's I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, well. It looks like a refrigerator. It's got a door that swings open and it's got racks. And then uh it's got this little like you you pour like the pellets in the back and then it's, it's got this little auger thing that pushes it into this little pot that heats them up and smokes it. Uh I I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a it's like a hanging smoker. And you can actually like pull this lever in the top of the smoker, like lifts up so you can put other stuff in it. It's huh. really cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's, I've, I have no idea what that is. So I'm definitely not getting it. But no, I think the smoker's going to come not this summer, but next summer. I got too many things uh, going on. And I figured, uh, I'll probably be using the griddle a lot this summer. And so by next summer, I'll be ready for the smoker. Nice. That's uh, that's nice. You know what? Yeah. I can't do that because I live in an apartment, but I did buy something to make my life a little bit more interesting. Just did a bad thing. I regret the thing I did. And you're wondering what it is. Tell you what I did. I did a bad thing. I'm having a bad day. I didn't know these audio clips went any longer. I found our <laughs> old soundboard. Amazing. So I bought a Ninja Foodie. The Grilly. What Ninja now? Exact. I, well, all, all my major appliances are Ninja. But this yeah. thing is a grill. It's a griddle. It's an air fryer, which I already had one of those. But I will tell you, this thing is spectacular. You can throw four burgers from Frozen in there. Shut the door, and in 10 minutes, with one flip, you have a perfect burger. I can't wait to try a steak on it and see how it works. So apparently you can like set it to, I want it rare, or medium rare. Boom. Just hit it and I walk away. I mean, like that all depends on, I guess, well, I don't know. It depends on the thickness of your meat, and that would determine, like, I guess it needs to go to an internal temperature or something like that. But hey, whatever is 
yours is like if George Foreman was from Asia and invented the <laughs> the griddle grill. Well, so it does have the one <laughs> tendency. So the George Foreman grill was built on a slight grade. So as you were grilling things on it, mm-hmm. on this like incredibly hot griddle that was made of ceramic on the outside and hot to touch, the the grease would roll down it. So you always had to like have a like a baking sheet or something underneath it because it was supposed to be like the, I think it was called the lean mean grilling machine or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. It was designed to like reduce the fats. I will tell you the collection, like the collector for the fat, the grease and stuff fills. Like it pulls everything out of that burger. So it's nice. Oh yeah. But sometimes you want that like <laughs> greasiness in that burger. You know what the funny thing is, is like you got this griddle thing, this grill thing that's going to be like, yeah, like it drains the grease and the fat away from the stuff. You'll be eating healthier. Meanwhile, I got something that literally just you, you cook stuff in its own grease. You, Cooking bacon, yeah. Keep all that grease on there for your hash browns, your eggs, and then save it for later for, you know, egg fried rice. Yeah, you, you <laughs> got you got to buy um, what's it called, bacon up, to like grease up your 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 blackstone. Oh yeah, but um, I got like, uh, I, I got these um, like hash browns from Costco, but like they got bacon and like peppers and stuff like that. I've just been waiting to do them on my griddle. But anyways, your your ninja that's also an air fryer isn't it yeah but i i have a dual drawer air fryer which i still to this day don't trust the second door so it gives you cooking instructions from frozen and what's called like a a smart stop so you can have them both end at the same time so you can put like a 20 minute basket of fries on the left and then a 15 minute basket of onion rings on the right but for whatever reason every time i try and do dual I must mis- miscalculate the amount of time based off the guide because everything always comes a little bit overcooked, which sucks. Mm. But this one has like a big air fryer basket that you can also use for like crisping vegetables. People do like asparagus and stuff in it. And it's kind of interesting, too, because the griddle that's uh, the, the griddle attachment in there is just like a flat top, but it's grooved to fit into the actual grill. Oh, so, that's like cool. it does, yeah, and they, but, it also has a drip oh, nice. off. Cool. You know, while you bought something that helps you, <laughs> again, something that helps you eat healthier. Hold on. Let's be real. It's not to eat healthier. It's to barbecue inside as it I is know, virtually I'm trying smokeless. To, I'm trying to play it off as if like you're. Okay, so I'm, try, I'm trying to skinny down and you're trying to. Bulk up. I'm <laughs> accumulating bulk, mass. Bulk up on what? Chicken wings? fuck yeah bud all right i bought finally a a good old og deep fryer i i just had to get one you know like i've had air fryers for a while and really an air fryer is just a mini convection oven that's all it is it is literally an easy bake oven for adults (laughs) yeah pretty much um but sometimes you just need that uh cooked in a three liters of oil goodness. So I went out and bought one and it's the greatest thing ever. I made chicken wings and, and fries. Have you already like (laughs) said, do you save your oil or do you dispose of it? Uh, it actually is like the T I got the T foul, uh, easy clean one. So it actually drains the oil into like a, uh, container, like a bucket. 
So it filters it out. So you don't get all chunks of stuff like that. And so you can reuse it. Oh, that's really so, cool. So the oil will be good for like, I don't know, a dozen uses or so. And so it's, what, what's the most ridiculous thing you're going to deep fry in the next like two weeks? Well, um, I promised she who shall not be named many, 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 many moons ago that uh, we would make deep fries Mars bars. So you got to freeze them. That's going to be be the probably the next thing that we we make or it might be (laughs) actually, yeah, I'd probably do that before cooking like a bunch of chicken or something like that in there. But what about funnel cake? You know, I like I'm going to look at some dessert stuff. You know what makes really good donuts? The Pillsbury um biscuits. Yeah, you cut them in half and put them in your air fryer. Or right? well, in air fryer, no, deep fryer. <laughs> you just take them and then just kind of stretch them out into like a a circle and O and you you deep fry them and they get uh they're very like cakey. So it's more like didn't we talk about Timbits the other yeah, we did. <laughs> they're they're more like the uh, cakey original style donuts, which are pretty good. But uh, yeah, no, you know, I, there's some things that you just can't make in an air fryer that just you need a deep fryer for. So you bought right? a deep fryer literally for deep fried Mars bars. Mm, yeah, no, actually, it was more for like chicken wings and French fries. And OK, and I'd like to argue the chicken that. wing thing. Why? Because aside from maybe overcooking your breading, the air fryer is much better for a chicken wing. I mean, if you just China, want it loaded up with the oil, eh? I do. I just want it like that. Does it but make it more juicy for you? Here's the thing: in it does. It actually does retain a lot more, more uh, liquid in the uh, whatever you're cooking. That's because um, it's swimming in oil. <laughs> did you know? Here's a fun fact: uh, deep frying is actually considered a dry cooking method. That doesn't make any sense. Why? Because oil's liquidy, mm-hmm. but oil's not wet. It's viscous. Oil isn't water. So you, because you're not using any water or anything like that, or, uh, yeah, it's it's considered a dry cooking method. There's a bit of science knowledge for you there. I don't know. It's just one of those things that like I've I've always enjoyed having a deep fryer. I had one back when I lived at my parents' place and I just remember we would deep fry stuff all the time. I'm not a big fan of fish, but you know, if you ever want to do like battered things, you can't a do good that. Fish and chips, a, yeah. You can't do battered things in a, an air fryer. Right? So That is very true. So, you know what? All is forgiven. Good for you. Yeah. And you know what? When you eventually come up to visit, we're going to deep fry some shit. So oh, I, I want to say hopefully this year, but you guys have all filled up my summer so quickly. I don't know how much a, a time I have left. I know summer hasn't even started yet, but you know, I will, I'll be going down there anyway. So <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta bring it for your, your bachelor party. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm <laughs> just like, bring, so bring you can't bring that on an airplane, especially yeah. full of oil. <laughs> You're a madman. Plug it into the the seat outlet. Start deep frying shit on the plane. Oh my <laughs> That'd God. be pretty funny. Um, before we get into the nitty gritty of all the cool things we got to talk about today, I want to give a shout out to the Screen Queens. They they've won their second consecutive trivia at TWB. Congratulations, ladies! You uh, you crushed musical trivia, and congratulations to everyone who played this week. 
Because this is the first time that absolutely everybody got the final Jeopardy question correct. And I had no idea when I was researching the answer. So good on you. I thought I, I had like a tricky question and it was like super easy. What was the question? So the category was um, pop stars in Broadway. And the question was, which pop legend wrote Billy Elliot the musical? Jeez, I don't know. I didn't even see Billy Elliot the musical. It was Elton John. Oh. There you go. Cool. So David wouldn't have got it right either. He would not have won the money. No. I would not have won the money. Okay, Sean, before we get even further into the nitty gritty, because we're going to be talking about some Microsoft things. drama, video game stuff, I want to do a little game. It's not oh, even a God. game. I want you to do something for me. I want you sure. to open up your Steam window. Like, just, just go to the Steam, load it up. Sure. And you're going to click the help button. And then you're going to, like, top menu. Yep. Go to help and then go to Steam support. Okay. And then you're going to go to, uh, shit, I think it's under my account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're going to go to data related to your Steam account. Okay. And then you're going to go to, oh, shit, where did it go? Holy uh, crap, this is a long list. <laughs> is it purchase history? No, it's not purchase history. Uh, where did it go? Well, this failed. Yeah, what a great game David decided to play with everybody today. What the hell? I did tell him before. He's like, hey, we're going to do this exercise. And I'm like, are you prepared to do it? He's like, yeah, totally, guys. Hold on. I missed it. It it, it looks different than when I did it last time. Uh, Where are we going? It's one of these buttons. Steam tournament, Steam. No, hold on. Jeez. Uh, you can actually see all the Steam events in here, eh? That's kind of cool. Remote play sessions, friend chat messages. Wow. If you go into help for Steam, it has a lot of stuff except oh, whatever is, Dave is looking for, whatever. <laughs> except the thing that I wanna what it, what I want to see. Jeez. Anyways, this failed. Um you <laughs> there's a way that you can see the total amount of money that you've spent on Steam purchases. Oh, if you were gonna look for like something crazy, I've spent like no money. I know, but I I just wanted to count. Oh, ex- here it, it's external funds 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 used. It's about uh, I don't know ten down on that list for account. Um. Uh, okay. So manage account details. No, no. You want to go? Uh. No, no. Data related to your Steam account. Got it. Data related to my Steam account. And then down. About halfway what was through that, that what first was the first one again? My account and then data related to my Steam account? Yeah, account. Oh, you okay, gosh. now how far down? <laughs> uh, data related to Steam account and then just like... This is, this is so bad. This is external so bad. funds used. This is what you want to do. External funds, funds used. Okay, I will do that. I have no idea where I'm looking, but cool. It's in that list. Which list? List the first one? Under account. Yeah. There'll be general account details, purchase history, shopping cart history, right? Mm-hmm. Just go Got down it. a little bit further. External funds used. I've I've literally put two hundred dollars into Steam. Two hundred dollars since since wow. Okay. Let's uh take a guess at how how much I've spent on Steam. And this is like the entirety entire history of 
my Steam account. Now, you got to remember, I've only had Steam for about three years. I didn't have a PC that could really game until like last year. Oh, no, I and my old PC. Like I did have some games on it, but like not a lot. I'm a house master. I play like Civ. I I play, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you probably got like three grand into his Steam. Actually, we're hold on. I'm going to convert this to Canadian dollars because it's listed currently in USD. Because uh, I was browsing, uh, there's someone posted on uh, Reddit their uh, purchase history and stuff like that. They looked at it and they're like, "This is depressing." And they're like, "If you care about, you know, where your money's going to, don't uh, don't search this up." Um, and so everyone was like, "Okay, I'm going to do that." Uh, <laughs> so I did. So. And actually, you're pretty close. Over the <laughs> entire history of my Steam account, I spent uh, over twenty. Just, just like we're talking, like a few dollars over twenty six hundred dollars. And do you know what David's return on investment right now is for his Steam account? Probably three hundred dollars. Maybe. What do you mean return on investment? Like time in, played? Like, how much time you've actually beat stuff? What did you spend on TTS? It's like $12. Yeah, but I've played that game for like 20. We've played that a lot. 26, yeah, so that, that one, hours. That one's a, a net zero for you. What game have you bought just to buy? Like I I own a co- like two copies of Cyberpunk. I mean, I got a lot of bundles and stuff like on sale. Um, like Humble bundles is where it's at, but that's not really paying Steam. It just converts. I mean, I bought the Command & Conquer Remastered Collection when that came out. I've played that for like 11 hours. I thought you were going to say 11 minutes. I'm like, yeah, that tracks. Um, know? Let's see. What do I have? <laughs> Legend of Grimrock 2, 17 minutes. We, Anyways, we, don't, thought... we don't need you to go through your, your Davided list. <laughs> Let, anyway, let's... I thought that was funny. Just like people were saying like, there's people though that spent like $16,000 on their steam list, like their game list. And it's like, this is, that's ridiculous. And oh. I thought mine was going to be way more like it's 1900 us dollars, but still like, geez, but you know what? I think that's including the steam deck. Well, people are just spending a ton of money on the steam deck and it makes no sense. It's on sale right now. Well, no longer. It was on sale up until third, this past Thursday, 10% off. So, whoa, a whole 10%. And, hey, that's like 50 bucks off the first, uh, the, the base tier. I mean, Coolio, Julio. And I did I brought, buy I did buy a one terabyte SD or M two SSD for mine. And when was the last time you picked up your Steam Deck and played? Um, actually, last weekend. That still a long time ago. Well, you know, it's I don't play a lot of games during the week because I'm tired and we're watching. I watch shows. We just finished uh, Future Man. Nice. Did you ever watch that? Nope. Oh, my God. You got to watch it. It is so funny. I keep telling you, man, I have no time to watch TV right now. I barely had enough time to watch the new Power Rangers trailer. (laughs) Nice segue. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to get you off your 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 steam waves. Okay, so the there's a new Power Rangers trailer that just that came out. Uh, This is an upcoming Netflix movie, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Once and always. And it's starring two original Power Rangers. Uh, David argued with me profusely before this show being like, yeah, the original pink Rangers in it. This person, no, 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 no. not the, I no the original red Ranger. Yeah. But that's not even the original red Ranger. 
Rocky wasn't the first ranger, I don't think. I think the first one was actually named Jason. Really? Well, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it- so... Uh, we yeah, are Jason getting Lee Scott. We are getting uh, a new Power Rangers movie featuring the original Power Rangers Asterix. <laughs> Some of them are dead da- in real life. David Yost and Walter Emanuel as Zach and Billy are returning. So the blue and the black Ranger. Uh, unfortunately, Trini passed away. And uh, recently, Jason David Frank passed away, who was the Green Ranger or Tommy Oliver to all of us. The thing that I do find incredibly interesting from this trailer is there's multiple shots of the Green Ranger with the gold shoulder like uh, covering. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if they've written him into the the movie and maybe use some dialogue from previous stuff. There's no indication in the IMDb postings or like the cast list, but I know he was approached and so was Amy Jo Johnson and both of them turned down the opportunity to be in that movie. So, and like, I really don't know what's happened with Austin St. John. I know he um, was recently in like a, an episode where all the red Rangers kind of got together. I saw that on TikTok not that long ago. So Steve card card Cardenas, he played the original. He played the original Red Ranger in in he the was second Red in Ranger. Power Rangers ninety four to ninety six. Yeah, and when was Jason Lee Scott? Oh, I don't know. He was the first Red Ranger. Oh, did they replace him like in the story or something like that. Yeah. Oh well, that whatever. He still counts. He was in the original series. That's what this is. That's what this is about. This is about the original TV show cast. This was and- my Saturday mornings all the time. Oh yeah, we actually were not allowed to watch Power Rangers after a while because we would start fighting each other. Yeah, which was amazing. I I, uh, <laughs> I remember when I was like in elementary school, we were having a Zord fight on the hill behind our elementary school, and I remember breaking a kid's um, Dragon Zord. Oh, uh, they say like collarbone. <laughs> no, no, I broke the dragon's orb by accident. And I remember the teacher, like, as as plain as day, I remember this for whatever reason, because I thought even in, like, grade five, this was stupid. But she took me outside looking for the pin that fell out of, like, the top of the dragon's orb. We were playing on a grass hill, Power Rangers. But you know what? Don't take a $40 zord to elementary school. Play Pokemon cards or something, you know? Yeah, I just re- I remember that like still beside myself as a grade five, being like, "What the hell are we doing out here? We're never gonna find it." Have you ever lost something in the grass, dummy? Anyways, yes, this movie looks fun. Um, they're bringing I mean, back Rita Repulsa again. Well, she's a robot now or something like that, right? But like they also had like when they rebooted, Rita was Elizabeth Banks. But here's the thing, though, that movie, I think this is their way of kind of ignoring the reboot because that movie was it wasn't very good. It was kind of it was kind of garbage. Yeah, uh, I can't. Um, Jason David Frank refused to actually show up in um, in this because he was shooting something called it was like uh, Legend of the White Dragon, which wasn't even a Power Rangers movie. 
So that's why huh. he's not in it. So oh, I'm wondering okay. if they yeah, dub I him see. in because you can dub anybody in under a mask, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, th- I don't know. This movie, though, it's this is 100 percent for like the millennials who grew up watching Power Rangers in the in the early 90s. I mean, I'm super psyched for it. Um, we know that our favorite, <laughs> our favorite uh, movie critic. Uh, oh no! Lay is, it on me. What do you say this time? Super psyched. Um, just after the trailer was posted, this is the uh, the 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 initial review uh, comment to the trailer. OMG! OMG! I'm hyperventilating, LOL. This is going to be absolutely incredible. Being a gigantic Power Rangers fan, I can say I've waited 30 years for this and love the dark tone so much. That was hard to say in one. <laughs> that's a one long sentence. The dark tone. That's the one thing that I didn't really quite get uh, from this comment. It just it seems like it's suffered with loss because it's like it's Trini's daughter. That would be what I'm assuming. Yeah, the dark they really undertone. showed the whole like they really made the she killed my mom kind of thing. So out of curiosity, before we move on to uh, video games, what did our favorite reviewer think about Black Ad- or not Black Adam Shazam? <sighs> OK, hold on. I got to I got to look this up. Um, Shazam. Shazam 2. Fury because of the Gods. The movie hasn't really done very doesn't hasn't done very well it's doing exactly like ant-man did so it's now um it's like 84 percent audience reviewed well zachary levi seemed to to really like doing it do you know who didn't look or like it while you're looking for that (sighs) okay go ahead (laughs) okay um and for anyone who who feels like i'm just doing run-on sentences that's how i'm reading this how the punctuation usually is so my this new is favorite somebody com- who reviews movies yeah ish. my new favorite comic book movie ever my god dc is finally on track thank you james gunn everything in this movie makes me so happy and i laugh so hard but the story and family ties just made it incredible thank you to the amazing surprise in this movie i'll definitely be seeing this a second time in imax heart emoji dc comics now look, I'm not going to say it's a bad movie. I haven't seen it. Did James Gunn have anything to do with it? I don't know. He might be just an executive producer because this had to be like half done. Um, Shazam 1 was surprisingly good. Yeah. Zachary Levi was very funny. It was a very good superhero movie. What kind of came out this week, though, makes me so sad for for him, for for just the fans of DC products and mainly like how bruised is Dwayne, the rock Johnson's ego. Like, what are you overcompensating for? Like there was a a clip circulating a few days ago where he was talking about how um, the hierarchy of the DCU was forever going to change because black Adam was born and he was going to be black Adam. Now, the rap, which we're going to give full credit to the story to, and Zachary Levi's Instagram, which is also very important in this situation. The rap confirms that in Shazam Fury of the Gods, the Justice Society from Black Adam were recruiting Shazam in the post credit scenes. 
The Rock denied access and David F. Sandberg had to make a last minute decision to add Amelia and John. Dwayne The Rock Johnson attempted to restructure the DCEU, centering him and Henry Cavill's Superman. The Rock didn't allow Zachary Levi to cameo in the post-credit scene for Black Adam. The Rock didn't allow. Does The Rock know that Superman is a hero and Black Adam is a villain, but Black Adam is Shazam's villain? I don't think so, because he's probably never actually read the comics or <laughs> understood any of the stories. Like, And we know that we know that he refused. And there was rumors going around that he refused to have Shazam um, or uh, what's his face? Zachary, Zachary Levi. Levi to uh, participate in that movie at all. He wanted the movie to be entirety, entirely sur- um, focused on himself as black Adam. Um, the fact that like they could have made, it could have been good. He could have been a really interesting villain. If they just, if he allowed it to actually play out the way that it should have been him being the villain in the Shazam universe, but he wanted to be in the spotlight all for himself, right? Um, yeah, he, he sabotaged the movies. Dwayne was also uh, accused of boosting fake numbers for the film, lying to shareholders. Is it time that Hollywood kind of says like, hey, you know what? Maybe we're good. Maybe all these beefs he had with Vin Diesel should have opened more people's eyes. And people were like, nah, it's just Vin Diesel's trying to protect him and Paul Walker's thing. And then like Tyrese started beefing the rock and just hated him. And it was calling him. Do you, I don't know if you remember it, but like Tyrese was almost like going to refuse to be in fast and the furious if Dwayne was in it. So then Dwayne made Hobbs and Shaw on his own because he didn't want to play with everybody else, but wanted to build his own fast universe. Mm-hmm. This guy is the epitome of I need to latch myself onto anything successful for a chance. He's like that annoying kid that has to be the the best at everything in the center of attention. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's that annoying kid who shows up five minutes with five minutes left in the project and puts his name on the paper. <laughs> yeah. And then wants to do the presentation and says that he did it all. Yeah. You know what? I, I feel like it's time for him to stop, like for studios to stop casting him in like their big ticket movies. Unfortunately, though, a lot of people still like him as an actor and stuff like that. But you know, I would pick a movie starring um, that other wrestler guy. Batista? No. The, the funny one. The funny one? John Cena. Oh, he's he's very hard to see. <laughs> I would rather see a John Cena or hell, even a Dave Batista movie over a Dwayne Johnson movie anymore. Like he, he it's just he's so overdone. Um, he, and he's he's got like twelve things in production and development. It's crazy. I know. You know, I feel like eventually he's going to turn into like just a made-for-TV movie 
actor like it's just always going to be on direct to netflix or amazon prime or something like that i think people got to stop giving him money well that's the thing stop running to the theaters every time he shows up like san andreas 2 guys give your heads a shake <laughs> san andreas 2 we, we are yeah more flooding <laughs> the earth cracked open once before this time the crack is going even deeper he's also in doc savage as doc savage so he's going to be another superhero. Well, he's going to reboot that. that uh, who's Doc Savage? What is that? I mean, like, what is that universe? So uh, I kind of think it's DC. I don't know enough. I don't know. It's just like some generic. Some generic comic. That yeah. uh, <laughs> somebody yeah. owns it. Someone owns it. Oh, hold on. Oh, no. Dwayne Johnson's Doc Savage movie canceled for TV show. Shame. <laughs> Too bad. So sad. Doc Savage, the man of bronze. Oh, it's just he's just a ripped dude. That's it. That's all he's there for. OK, guys, I just I'm done. Let's talk about something else. Fuck the rock. OK, let's talk about Microsoft telling Sony to go fuck themselves. Oh, I'd rather just talk about The Rock. <laughs> More updates in the Sony Microsoft Activision acquisition. Hey, you leave Sony alone. They were named Sony Interactive Entertainment was named Metacritic's top publisher for 2022. They can do no wrong. Well, they can and they will and they are. Uh, <laughs> Microsoft pretty much uh, told Sony. To make to its own themselves. Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> so Microsoft, is, this is an article from earlier, or it was, it was reported earlier this week. Uh, Microsoft is hitting back at Sony's claims that Call of Duty can't be replaced, telling its competitor to just make its own series. Um, so Microsoft says that uh, they, they've offered Sony a 10-year guarantee to have Call of Duty on Sony systems with uh, feature parity and all of that stuff. And then Microsoft says that 10 years is enough time for Sony to make their own equivalent of Call of Duty. And I agree. If you need, like, hell, they could do something in three years if they just got the right studio behind it. But the problem is that Call of Duty, it's the name, right? Every year, how many times does it, how many times has a new Call of Duty game come out? People just trash it, saying that it's garbage and all this stuff. And yet it's it's player base is insane. It's one of the top played games, right? That's going to be the biggest thing. They could make a first person shooter that is better than Call of Duty. But if it doesn't have the Call of Duty name, then it it might not sell as well. So but here's the crazy part, right? The money I don't think is directly in Call of Duty. I think the money now is in the free to play. It's in Warzone. That's where it's at. That's where all the money is. And like I've said this countless times, Microsoft would be stupid to remove a free-to-play game off PlayStation. Stupid. 
You want people getting frustrated. You want people buying a battle pass. You want people buying cosmetics. What, what are we doing is, here? They're no longer, but the thing, they're no longer buying in-game items to make them better. I guess like, yeah, you can. You uh, are, you're buying guns and blueprints. Yeah, you can buy shit. guns that are tuned better, I guess. But for the most part, if you suck at the game, you're still going to suck. Like a, a, a slightly better tuned gun isn't going to make you a better player. This is why Microsoft has been like, hey, if you want it on PlayStation Plus, sure. We'll let you have it. Because Microsoft knows there's players like me who will buy either every year or every other year. Microsoft knows that. Microsoft also knows there's players like you you got it this year you got it this year for christmas but if you didn't get it you didn't buy the last one you just had warzone right yeah i mean the last call of duty game that i bought was cold war but that was at the launch of the ps5 right so that's like exactly so like when you're looking at that they know they have multiple levels of gamers like through the winter, I was on every night, two or three hours. Now, not so much. The sun stays out later. That's all. Like that's all it is. And like the crazy part about it is, like, there's articles now being like PlayStation has admitted they have uh, been defeated in Microsoft key battle. They're losing in a lot of areas. And the f- one I found most fascinating the other day was they brought up the Bethesda merger again, and how Redfall was supposed to be on both consoles, and now it is not. Sony has lost control in opposing Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal. De- uh, analysts are saying it's it's a matter of time. And like what they think is going to happen now is like this doesn't go to court till August. However, this could be all settled outside of court and the merger will just go through. Now, Either way, Sony's like screwed their relationship with Activision Blizzard. Oh, a hundred percent. Like Here's an idea, and like you might not like this, David, but I'm going to just throw it out to the ether. Maybe Mr. CEO of Sony is listening. How about this? You want you want a, a shooter for yourselves, Sony? Call up EA. Use what little money you have left and buy the one studio that Microsoft needs. You want, you want to play back and forth? Buy EA. You want all those players who play uh, Madden, NHL, um, FIFA, buy EA. You want Battlefield, buy EA. You want the Star Wars catalog with an asterisk, buy EA. I mean, yes, but that's, at the same the time, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Then if I EA see- was purchased by anybody, I think it would be ruined. And EA is already yeah. such a like, oh, it's such a weird company. Yeah. Because like EA preys on two things, nostalgia and sports. Nostalgia and children with their parents' credit cards. Um, No, <laughs> actually, kind of. But like, what, what are EA's biggest games right now that uh, continually drive currency for them? FIFA and the Sims and the Sims. Yeah. What's bigger Madden and NHL aren't pulling in the money. The Sims is I no, actually because... argue the Sims is probably pulling in more money 
than FIFA. Oh, probably because like everyone at some point has played the Sims. Like you don't have to be a fan of like if if unless you're a fan of soccer, you're not going to play FIFA games, right? Apparently, Dollarama uh, is you'll be able to find FIFA 21, like the steel book for four bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. With like a digital copy of the game. And you know what? Like, cool. That's that's a great deal if you like FIFA. But I have zero desire to pick that game up or even even for four dollars from Dollarama because I'm I'm not a fan of that. But you know what? If I found The Sims 4 at Dollarama for four bucks, sure, I would buy that. Why not? Everyone's played The Sims at some point. Everyone's it's made a free pool. to play on like Epic or Steam or something. Yeah, everyone's made a pool, put your sim in it, and then removed the ladder. Apparently, I I was actually asking about this the other day because my other half just bought like the latest expansion to a like ten year old game. I was like, so can you kill anything in a pool? She's like, no. They've updated the game so you can only drown adults. So there were people in there that were throwing babies in there, children in there, old people, dogs, whatever. People are just throwing them in the pools. And they just swim around forever. Yeah. Um, Speaking of throwing in the pool, or should I say throwing in a towel? Yeah, like it. Uh, (laughs) Nintendo is finally shutting down the eShop for the Wii U and 3DS at the end of March. And one... Uh, I guess lucky gamer or someone just with a lot of free time and a lot of money uh, decided to purchase every single Wii U and 3DS title on uh, the, the, the collective eShops. Um, he spent a whopping 22,791 United States dollars to get every single title uh, so that's 866 Wii U games and 1,547 3DS games. Uh, that includes DSi, Virtual Console, and DLC. That's crazy. Like, can you imagine what? Like, what would you do with that money? Twenty-two thousand US dollars. Um, I could list of a few things, but buying I, every I would single have a down payment. Yeah, our... buying every single 3DS and Wii U game digitally is not on the top of my list of things that I would do with 22,000 us dollars. So yeah, I was right. It's the Sims four and then FIFA. Okay. The the two (laughs) highest ones. Sorry. I was very into that. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I've been in a a battle with myself. I was going to go buy a used 3ds. Why not? Well, because the games that I would want from the eShop, are like $30, $40. And I'm not going to buy $200 worth of Pokemon games. But you know, you could always sell the seven C's. Yeah, but then I could just buy a hacked 3DS and not have to worry about it. Exactly. Yeah, but why would I do that? I could literally just hack my Wii U. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, like, this would have been a monotonous, tedious journey to buy all of these, all of these games because you'd have to do it on the actual console, right? So 
going through every single game and doing it like that would be a full time job. I wonder, like, if you were to average like uh, maybe five minutes to search and purchase a game, right? Like just on the on the Wii U, right? So if we were to do five minutes times. 866 games that's 4330 minutes that's 72 hours that it would take just to purchase every single wii u game i wonder if it was just add to cart add to cart add to cart add to cart black amex add to cart add to cart add to cart well here's the thing do you recall how the uh how the e-shop works on uh the nintendo switch on the wii u it was very bad it was very slow well, it's even worse on the Switch, but there's no cart option, as yeah. as far as I can tell. Still, Nintendo doesn't really understand e-commerce, which uh, you'd think that they would be able to do that at this point. But I mean, as a completionist, like as a collector of things, right? Stuff like, and things, like stuff. Like here's here. I'll take Lego for example. Um, I am not a hardcore Lego collector, but there are certain sets of things that I like to collect and I will go out and spend the money on those specific things like the star Wars helmet series, right? Those things are cool. They're easy to display and whatnot. And yes, I would go out and buy those um, so that I had them. And we all know Lego eventually discontinues their sets, right? So for something like that, yes, I would go out and buy that. But for spending like $22,000, how like even spending like $2,000 on a, a huge collection of digital games like that you're not even going to play, you know, and yes, I David a lot of games. <laughs> I buy games, I play them, I dabble, I'll like play something for a few hours, stop playing it. And then, you know, a year later, pick it up again. And continue playing it, but I still get enjoyment out of that stuff. This guy just literally threw away over twenty thousand dollars just to have a YouTube video saying that he bought all this stuff and to get a few articles about him and and say that he's like a, a, a completionist, a collector. Well, no, like, but like depending on the views and how he monetized, he could have made a lot of that money back. You don't know what the situation was or is. The the thing for me is like again. I've had a 3DS. I've actually had two 3DSs <laughs> in my life. And I ended up selling both of them. I got them because I was like bored and I wanted something to do. I think once I was going on a trip and I just needed some like, um, like I needed something for the travel part. So I picked a used one up. But I'll tell you straight up. I contemplated this for probably like a good four or five days. Because I was like, oh, you can just throw it in your bag. You can go play Pokemon on the go. Whatever. And then I was like, $40 per game, too much. If they were like $5, $10 just to try and get some last-minute sales, sure. If on the 31st, the eShop is $5 a game, I will go to a used game store and buy a 3DS. That's fair. Okay, so I, I did a quick search on the average, um, the average amount that YouTube pays per view on a on a video without monetization and, or with um the actual rates an advertiser pays varies usually between 10 and 20 oh i don't know if that's how much youtube 
I don't know. Anyway, so um, it's averages about eighteen cents per view. So this this video had a hundred and seventy, sorry, seven hundred and thirty thousand views. That's the equivalent of one hundred thirty one thousand and change. So yeah, he he totally. <laughs> Yeah. $130,000 for one YouTube video? That can't be right. That's like, no, that's that's like how much advertisers pay. But I want to know how much how much does YouTube pay content creators? How much? I don't know. Anyways, he's he's clearly made the money back. Like Even if it's like one cent, right, per view. It's still like, well, not anywhere close. It's like seventy three hundred dollars, but still, it's just it's just kind of ridiculous. Like, you know, people will buy physical games to have the their shelves and display that because there's some there is actual value in physical goods. Not this know? guy. <laughs> not this guy. Like, sure. What happens if he loses access to his Nintendo account? He just lost $2,200, $22,000. I mean, granted, if I were to have a large collection and say there was a flood or my house burned down and I lost all that stuff, then yeah, I would have lost that too. But that's what insurance is for. Like with physical goods, you can actually replace the monetary value if you have record of it, right? But I don't know how many insurance companies are going to replace the content, like how much you spent on the digital game. None because it's digital, which means it's cloud saved. So right. you can buy like a hundred three DSs and you should be able to log in. Here, David, yeah. I'm gonna ask you a quick question before we move on to Mando and call the episode of uh randomness, if you will. What do you think the most expensive game is in the Nintendo 3DS 2DS eShop is right now? Like what's the name of the game? Yeah, or what's the price? We'll go for it. We'll start there. I don't know the I don't I couldn't imagine the 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 name but I would say 139. So the lo- the highest price in, in in the eShop CAD is 54.99. Oh, well then. Okay. I was thinking like of those like double packs. But I guess yeah. they Nintendo really only started doing that with uh like the Pokemon games, like the newer ones. So uh, do you want do you want me to run through the top ten, or do you want to take a guess at what the top game is? Or the you most know, expensive you, game? you just run it through the top ten. Persona Q two, uh, Iteran Odyssey, Shimagami Tensei, um, Strange Journey, Dylan's Dead Hot Breakers, Style Savvy, Styling Star, fifty one fifty nine, but you can get a free demo. Uh, Jack Hunter Detective Story, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn. Um, Mario and Luigi's Bowser Inside Story plus Bowser, Bowser Journey's uh, Bowser Junior's Journey, Luigi's Mansion, and then at the forty-nine dollar rate, we have Detective Pikachu, Pokemon Ultra, and Pokemon Sun. Some Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun. They're selling a ton of Mario Party Top One Hundred forty-nine ninety-nine, Metroid Samus Returns forty-nine ninety-nine. Pokemon Moon, $49.99. Yeah. We're closing it, it, the store in five <laughs> days. Well, that, why that would they have a sale? Idiot. Why would they that have a sale? That guy's an idiot. Oh, yeah, because he is. It's totally, totally Do, do you know idiot. how great it would be at like friggin' 10 o'clock at night to be like, we dropped everything in our store for a dollar? <laughs> 
Yeah, but then he would make a he would make a, a YouTube video be like, I spent twenty two thousand dollars on Nintendo stuff, and they discounted it right after. Nintendo yeah. wouldn't refund me. Yeah, something like that. And how uh, how many people would flock to that YouTube to watch a grown man have a complete meltdown on the yeah. fact that somebody got uh, the entire collection for eight hundred and sixty two dollars? <laughs> But the reality is, is Nintendo doesn't know how to discount things, so that won't actually happen. That's true. I I've, I haven't seen one thing on like sale. Okay, Mandalorian time. So we've watched episode two and three, and David has watched episode four. I haven't had the opportunity yet. We are going to talk a little bit about episode four because of something that happened. And if we talk about it next week, it'll be no longer topical. So this is your warning. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Well, you know what the f- the funny thing is, is I kind of enjoy how you're always an episode behind me because I get to hear your like rage and your opinions on stuff. And you're like, I hope they do this. This is dumb. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I know what's going to happen next. And you're going to be surprised. It's kind of like with me and all the Marvel shows. I watch them like sometimes the same night they came out. Like I always watch them ahead of you. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, how the turntables. So episode two has been widely criticized and it got it. I guess the Mandalorian's lowest rating ever of a five on IGN. Because of its battle of Winterfell moments. Now, for those who don't know what the battle of Winterfell is, the battle of Winterfell was an episode of Game of Thrones in its final season, which was shot so dark that it wasn't enjoyable. And a lot of the blacks were crushed. Everything was kind of just awful. It wasn't a great viewing experience. It was kind of a blotchy mess. That's what large chunks of episode two of The Mandalorian was. I I guess. Like, I mean, I knew I like I know that it was a lot of it took place in like the the mines of Mandalore and, and caves and underground and stuff like that. Um <clears throat> And yes, it was dark, but it made sense. Like it was, it it worked for what they're trying to do in in the episode, right? Like they're exploring a derelict city that was uninhabitable, and there's now monsters and shit down there. I don't know. I didn't. It didn't take away from my enjoyment of that episode, though. I, I didn't like this, hate the episode for that. I actually liked the episode. The episode I thought was was really good, especially in comparison to the first episode. The first episode was kind of like the whole. We need to reestablish why we're here. Exactly. Yeah. I think the Mandalorian is suffering from the fact that it was off air for so long that people don't care anymore. It has lost that hype. But like, um, yeah, a little. What's your name? I wouldn't necessarily say that people don't care. I think it's because it's been so long that the hype isn't there because it's been so long. Not that people have lost interest, but it's because it wasn't there to be like we weren't constantly be reminded about it. You know, it's not like, oh, shit, we only have to wait. We have to wait till next year to watch this. No, it was two years. That's a long time. People have short attention spans. That's true. Um. I did like the humor that the episode started with, with um, Peely and Mando. And like, she's trying so hard to get rid of the R5 unit. 
but it's clearly broken. <laughs> and they used it as a plot device to get rid of like Grogu's little hatch. I'm not a huge fan of Grogu's flip. It doesn't look cute. It looks boxy. I know that sounds really picky, but like Mandalorian has set such a high standard for itself that it seems cheapened. Like it feels like Star Trek kind of jumps from like the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, just kind of thrown in there. Yeah. Yeah. So like that, I wasn't a huge fan of. I did like how like um, Grogu followed Mando into the caves floated around he he's starting to like trying attempt to be audible and he's communicating with din very well or ish he's protective he's starting to like try and use the force Mm -hmm. it's that was all enjoyable and like my tv like i don't i don't want to sound like yeah i have a 4k tv but my tv looked fine i like there was some spots where it was a little dark in the caves but I thought the light was contrasted properly. I didn't hate that. What I didn't like was the Bo-Katan kind of side of things. How like every chance she got, she reminded people that she was like a part of the royal family. She kind of ran that that planet with other people while her family ran that planet. And then she picked up the dark saber with absolute ease. Why well, did she, she just keep it? Because Plot it's hole. a tradition of no, it isn't. It's a it's a tradition of the Mandalorians that you you have to win possession of the dark saber in combat. So as much as she, you know, wants to rule Mandalore, she actually spoiler alert, Sean, she had possession of the dark saber at some point. Lost and it. took it. No, not to Moff Gideon. Lost it to uh, Darth Maul. That guy. <laughs> uh, but then lost it, right? So as much as she doesn't care about the traditional like Mandalorian um, ways, she still follows some of those traditions, right? And and which is good because otherwise it just be, she'd be like, yeah, fuck you. I'm taking this. This is mine now. I'm the leader. of That's Mandalorian. literally what I would have done. I've, He's like, I'm always going to be in your debt. Give me the sword. It still doesn't work that way. You can't just give someone the sword. Well, you have it's to not win like in it's, it's not like it's Harry Potter where the wand has to listen to the person that disarmed the other person. Yeah, it's called tradition. Okay, like the, you got to follow some of it. Uh, <laughs> you know, th- this whole series, this I feel like this series is going to focus uh, heavily on the Mandalorians themselves and their culture and and stuff with them. Um, and it's going to be more of a, like a Mandalorian, like Din and Grogu buddy cop kind of thing. But I feel like that's going to be more of a side story to the overall story arc with the Mandalorians themselves. Like without getting to like, without getting into episode four, it is it is heavier on the Mandalorian lore and stories and stuff like that, um, which I think you will enjoy. Have you seen this whole like theory that um, the mythosaur shadow when light is cast upon it is Grogu's head? Oh, my God. It's really? like this whole thing now. 
And Grogu is going to be the leader of the Mandalorians eventually. Yeah, I highly doubt that. It's possible. <laughs> I guess. What did you think of episode three? Okay. Episode three. Uh, let me actually read a quote from uh, someone. Oh, was it my text message? This episode uh, is hot garbage. No, actually, your the message was. I wouldn't read it if it was inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think it, it involves the the episode sucking some something or other. <laughs> it's it sucked major asshole. What a terrible episode. Um, and I I can I can get it. I it was a it was the longest Mandalorian episode ever at like fifty three minutes total runtime. That's including the uh, the credits. Um, they did a lot of world building in this one, which I think was unexpected and what what people aren't looking for in the Mandalorian series. No, because that's what made it's funny because that's what made Boba Fett good. The world building? Yeah, of Mando. Like oh, going Mando, to a completely yeah. different story. I, I, I was gonna say the whole world building is what made Andor good. Right? Like and did you finished Andor, right? I think I have one episode left. Oh jeez, man. You gotta finish that. Anyways. It's not good. It's a, a different good show. It, it's a, a, a different good show pace. makes you finish it. Well, you don't finish a lot of shows. Incorrect. I do not David shows. Have you finished Clone Wars? That's not fair. <laughs> Still counts. Give me, give me another one. Still counts. Have you finished Andor? I just told you I hadn't. Exactly. Have you finished you haven't even watched episode four of Mandalorian season three. Anyways, so back to, to world building. Andor was a different paced show. The first few episodes were like boring. Like I was like, okay, what's going on with this? But they, it was a slow burn and they introduced characters and s scenarios and situations. And by the end of the series, it's like, holy shit, this is actually really interesting. Like we're seeing another side of the rebellion of the empire of how you know the empire is affecting just everyday people episode three of mandalorian season three was a world building episode that people weren't expecting it started off really good with a a sweet air battle fight thing yeah that was right? really cool it started off amazing and then it went into uh, this very long story about uh, the doctor from season two that was like being rehabilitated and um, some other person that I forget her name or her real role. I think her everything. name was Ella, Ella something, Ella came something like that. And she's got some ulterior motives like they escape or they they go and get some um, scientific stuff because he's clearly still wanting to focus on cloning stuff because obviously they want to somehow figure out how, or they want to explain how s somehow Palpatine returned in episode nine. Um, it was just like a lot of stuff. There was like some references to um, some stuff from like the books. Like I think this is the first official Canon reference to uh, or actually on film or on, on the screen to, um, the mountain, like the highest peak mountain on Coruscant, 
which is kind of cool. Um, that was referenced from one of the, uh, the high Republic books. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I, I watch it. I, I wouldn't necessarily say I enjoyed it as much as the other ones, but I thought it was like, it, it served its purpose, but it was kind of like a throwaway episode. Yeah. I just, for something we waited for two years to get, it doesn't feel like I need to rush to see it. I mean, we got to see a lot more of Coruscant, which is really awesome. Which it's funny though. Every single time we watch a like Star Wars show or something like that, and it shows Coruscant, <laughs> I always say Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. Cause that's what, uh, the pilot says to Anakin when they first go to Coruscant in episode one. Uh, anyway, so it was, it was a throwaway episode. I think it was useful for explaining some stuff, but I'm, I'm hoping that future episodes of Mandalorian aren't like that, but guaranteed we're going to get another episode where it just focuses on them with how that one, how that one ended. They were like torturing the guy and then the the girl was like set him up. Right. It, re- it reminded me also of like, you remember the weird, sto- like I know Andor was all story building, but anything that had to do with that officer early on, right? Like in all his ulterior motives after he like tried to track mm-hmm. down Andor. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. Like I just, I don't need that energy right now. No. I need the Mandalorian to be the Mandalorian. That's now, true. Um, I will talk a little bit about episode four. I haven't seen it, but I've seen the part that everybody has seen. Fellini and, or Filoni, Fellini? Fellini. And Favreau did some fan service. They brought the great Ahmad Best back into the Star Wars universe and they brought him in and and for people who Jedi for people who don't know he played Jar Jar Binks I was gonna say that okay (laughs) who did he play in this one Uh, I now forget his name and I knew it thanks man he is officially the Jedi that saved Grogu during the purge in order 66, which is crazy. Like it's, uh, I think it's, it's cool. Like we are getting, and that sequence like was so well done. I think it was super cool seeing, uh, live action clone troopers because we didn't get any of that. Oh, he played Keller and Beck. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks brain. Jesus. Um, but like when you think about it, like in the the sequel or sorry, the prequel trilogy, all of the the clone troopers were 3D animated. Right. But now we're getting live action clone troopers, which just there's just something that looks so much obviously like real about them, but it just fits so much more into the 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 world. Mm-hmm. Um and seeing that scene was just, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time because it's like, this is crazy. Like this is, I would love to see a, a series or something like that. Just following, like, even if it was like a mini series, just following like different Jedi, like tr- trying to hide and get, get away from the purge. Right. Order 66 like Jedi stories. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, what, what I really felt for was, um, 
and like Ahmad had an interview recently where he was explaining how he kind of went into hiding after being Jar Jar Binks because he was so bullied. And Mm -hmm. some Star Wars fans love Jar Jar. Some Star Wars fans hate him. And it sucks. I mean, but it's like, I don't hate Jar Jar Binks. Like I understand what his character was and what George Lucas was trying to do with that character. And like, obviously he was a character made for like the younger audiences, right? Like the, the kids, um, he was supposed to be comic relief. Yeah. But it's the older people that just like ripped on, on the character and ripped on the actor and all that stuff. Just like how people ripped on Jake Lloyd. So I was actually going to bring Jake Lloyd up because I'm wondering if we see Jake Lloyd as anything. Because we know Hayden took over the role as Anakin Skywalker. And you could at some point see Anakin in an episode because we now know know where we are in the timeline, right? Mm -hmm. So all these things have happened. Um, We know Anakin has gone on a murderous rampage. Well, he's Darth Vader now, right? In the Mandalorian. Well, no, he's dead. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, but like we'd have to see him in like a a flashback scene. Yeah, but like we we could because this is in between what Jedi and um, Empire, right? No, the series takes place after Jedi. Yeah. What did I say? Darth Vader's dead. Yes. You said it takes place between Jedi and Empire, which are it's going it's going backwards. I'm tired. I'm going home now. Goodbye. Um, We could we could see Darth Vader. We could see Darth Vader in a flashback of some sort, especially if if we know that Grogu is so powerful, right? Like uh, is a super powerful force creature. This is in between six and seven. Yes. Yes. The the series, but Darth Vader's dead. Yes, Darth Vader is During... dead. But I'm I'm saying because we've seen this part of the flashback, we could see Grogu see Anakin. Correct. Yes, that's but... what I was trying to get at. <laughs> okay. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> I my brain is literally f- fried thinking about this. But like, I, I don't think we could see Jake Lloyd though. I don't think as w- he, you could he... see him as anything. You could see him as a merchant. You could see yeah, him. Yeah, maybe he could anything. Maybe he could maybe play like a, yeah, like a cameo of some sort of background character, but he wouldn't be able to do anything, you know, front and center and be a main character. Right. Why not? Be- because the last of us did it with all their voice actors. Yes. But here's the thing is that people don't know who they are or what they look like. Right. Jar Jake Jar Binks. does not look like a baby Anakin Skywalker anymore. Yes, but he still would. He still looks like Jake Lloyd. Yeah, no, I'm just saying you could I mean, put makeup like with, on him. You could put you could put anything on him with Ahmed. Yeah, he'd have to play like an alien or something like that. He, he could play a, a Binks. He could play a Gungan. Um, with Ahmed Best though, he, he was playing a CG character, right? So I, I guarantee there's a ton of people who watched that episode and didn't know that that was the actor that played Jar Jar Binks. Thousand percent, right? And Here's the thing. I didn't know right away. But I was like, this guy looks so familiar. Like, I know him from, like, I, I recognize him from somewhere for something. And it was because I watched, like, a lot of, like, the documentaries and, like, the making of uh, features for, for like, the 
prequel trilogy and stuff or uh yeah prequel trilogy i don't know i don't know what they could do for jake lloyd like it they could do some sort of uh i don't know maybe as some sort of flashback where he's i don't know what does he look like now does he even look like he could be like pre episode two anakin no maybe if he shaved his like goatee Oh, but didn't he get arrested for something like that? I don't actually know. I would just like to see if 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 it's clean. I would like to see him get an opportunity to just. Have a moment like could he be a pod racing mechanic? Could they have like a pod race or something? Could anything happen in which. Like they've they've already got like the N1, right? Like they've got all these things kind of talking about movies one through three. Mm-hmm. Could we get any sort of callback whatsoever or get something futured before all the bad movies start happening? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like 100% though, they are they're doing the series to try and justify the bad movies, though. That's the problem. But like maybe he's he could just be off screen and be like, just a second, like oh, I think the force is awakening. <laughs> just <laughs> run away in my pants. <laughs> he just like it would be great if they did it. Like hell, they gave Zach Braff a role. Oh yeah. So they could give anybody the opportunity to have a role, and just kind of move forward. That's right. True. Give give Jake Lloyd five minutes of airtime. Give him thirty seconds. Let him say goodbye to the fans that bullied the shit out of him. Yeah. That's what I always say. Just be like, I am still rich, biatch. (laughs) He didn't choose to be on Star Wars. George Lucas chose him. No. He he chose to audition for that. He did choose to audition, but he didn't didn't decide that he was going to win. This is true. Now... With my brain being scrambled, I think we should call it now before I think Jedi happened after the Clone Wars. Well, I mean, technically it, it, it did, did. <laughs> but like oh sequentially God. right after. You know what I mean? Like, all right. All right, Sean, it's That's bedtime. It. <laughs> Sean needs to go to sleep. That is it for this one. Thank you so much for listening. If you like it, tell everybody that you know, because we're awesome. Even though my memory is a little faded, And I think I'm about to go watch two of the three uh, trilogies for myself and David. And David. I'm just trying (laughs) to get out of here, man. I'm struggling right now. (laughs) My very tired brain says goodnight, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. (laughs)